the Free for All Roundtable. Brought to you by Lexus Avon, Canada's newest Lexus dealer, near Canada's Wonderland in the Maple Auto Mall. Luxury is closer than you think. Round one. On round one, Robert Turner is here, News Talk 1010 personality and all-around wag. Uh, Amanda Galbraith, principal at Navigator and host of Free for All Fridays. Toronto City Councillor Shelley Carroll is here as well. And Shelley, you were waxing eloquent just before we went on the air about Robbie Robertson. So I guess that's part of the soundtrack of your life. Yeah, yeah. Just the warmest, nicest person. Um, he used to drop by much music during the sort of last waltz years. And at that time, my husband was uh, uh, working in much music. So I just remember him as just the warmest, nicest person ever. And and that, that checks out with, with just about everyone who ever collaborated with him. Yeah, collaborated or even, you know, I guess I sat with him for 15 minutes and he was just thoughtful and kind and interesting and obviously superbly talented. Mm. Uh, one other thing for you just before we start digging in here, uh, Olivia Chow is going to unveil basically her team today. Uh, the suggestions from some is that you're going to be, not, well, close to the core of this new administration. Can you tell us? Yeah, yeah, because it's it's in the paper this morning, and 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 I can tell you the 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 article by David Ryder is is correct. I, I'm going to be budget chief, and there are going to be a few other changes in the uh, in the the executive. Okay, budget chief, you've done that job before. I have. I seem to be the person you call on whenever our our finances are as tight as they can possibly be. Because so uh, when I took it over from uh, David Sognacki in in 2006, we were in a pretty tight spot having spent all of our amalgamation money from the province and and we're in a pretty tight spot right now as people know people are very knowledgeable about that let's move to queen's park and yesterday bonnie lissick issued her investigation into the green belt and the undoing of parts of the green belt and effectively she found the opposition will call it corruption amanda uh, i don't know if it amounts to corruption but it certainly smells I don't. Yeah, I don't think it amounts to corruption. Candidly, I think what it amounts to is the process with which we build houses in this province, or homes, or whatever you want to call it, is is severely broken. Um, I think we all would admit that, given the housing crisis that we're in, and that's at all levels of government. I think this is folks coloring outside the lines to try and, um, and certainly, you know, the optics of this and some of the details are, are definitely, as you say, smelly. Um, I thought it was highly unusual and very interesting um, to see the Premier sort of stand up yesterday and take responsibility for it. Um, uh, some of the lines I don't know if I, you know, I kind of fully buy into, um, but I do think broadly um, the narrative that they're pushing, which is I think they believe truly, which is, yes, this was not a good process, but at the end of the day, we have to build houses, we have to proceed, we're not going to restart this. I think that is probably the best way for them to push through the scandal. Um, I think it's definitely a thing they can get through, um, but it also underscores, I think, existing perceptions of the Premier, which is he's in there for his friends. Um, but I think it's very survivable given his polling and all the other, you know, things we've had uh, spoken about. Yeah, Robert Turner, the Premier and the Housing Minister both said yesterday, the buck stops here, which is fine, but it's sort of like, okay, we won't do it again. Yeah, there used to be a time when taking responsibility meant somebody was losing their job. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't seem to be happening. So... The process was flawed enough that we're going to accept like 14 of the 15 recommendations, but the one we're not going to do is reopening it. The person who keeps coming up in all of this, who 
seems to have rushed things through. And again, this is the process we're now apologizing for and we're going to change it going forward continues to take their job. Like, I just don't, I, to me, the I would think the, you know, and I, and I, I don't advise politicians, but I would think the way you'd want to move on from this is go, okay, somebody's got to take a bullet here. Uh, chief of staff guy, uh, we're going to shuffle you off over here for a while and bring you back later somewhere else where it's not such a hot potato kind of thing, so that at least you can say someone somewhere is taking accountability for it. Because right now, you have everyone saying they're taking responsibility, but nothing's going to change. And I get we need housing, but if it's if the process was flawed enough that we're going to change it going forward, it, we really have to move at that breakneck pace that we couldn't take a month or two to look, just look at it all again and say, hey, if we had this process, would because maybe we arrive at the same place, right? But not without changing the process? That doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I mean, Shelley Carroll saying we got it wrong this time and we won't do it again doesn't undo the fact that apparently we got it wrong. Yeah, yeah. And it feels like, uh, uh, in talking to people, it feels like um, everybody sort of assumed that he was taking care of his friends. And so this is sort of on brand. And so he, he's just going to keep going. And and I think people have to stop and say, okay, wait a second. What did he set out to achieve? Yesterday he said this was all about housing. And, and I'm the first to talk about the housing crisis. But what we talk about in, in an ad on this broadcast just minutes ago was... Uh, housing where you need it, close to transit, to, in in the cities where the housing crisis is most acute, and we're unlocking lands. He just throws that in at the end of an ad. Unlocking lands to serve my friends that is nowhere near transit and is not exactly where we need starter housing. What, what, what will end up in those places are more sprawl, large suburban houses that uh, new Canadians aren't going to buy anytime soon. And, and so we're not getting the kind of housing we need. And what we really need right now is to unlock all of the housing that's been approved. There are literally hundreds of thousands of houses already approved in Ontario and builders not proceeding with them because they are just underconfident about the economy. They don't know if they start to build. Interest rate changing every six months may change the value of something. Address that, Doug. Never mind lining the pockets of your friends. Let me play you Merritt Stiles from yesterday afternoon's uh, The Rush with uh, Rashmi Nair. Uh, this is Myrat Stiles saying that the minister has to resign or be fired. Decisions were made. They were made in the dark against the advice of all the experts and the municipalities. They refused to listen to anyone. And you know, at the end, at the end of the day, the government should be taking responsibility. I asked for the minister to resign or be removed. I've asked for the legislature to be recalled so we can reverse this legislation and bring the give the green belt back to the people of Ontario, uh, and more. And uh, I'm not going to stop fighting until we get uh, some action from this government. Okay, Robert Turner. The opposition is going to oppose everything, but I think Hence the clever name. Yes, on on some files. Maybe they've got a case. Again, I don't know how you say the process was flawed. We're going to change it going forward, but we're going to move ahead with it. I, I don't know that that is a super sellable message, but what they have going for them is uh, 
we already know from polling that people feel like the premier does benefit his friends so that he's already damaged a bit by this. So maybe they figure that's already built in. But it's also the middle of August. A lot of people are away. Is this going to hang around long enough to really do damage? I think it takes a while and sort of a pattern for scandal to set in and hurt a government. I don't know that we're there yet, but this also isn't over because there seems to be there are other investigations coming, right? Well, I think Amanda's going to back me up on this because she's been in a mayor's office and, and knows politics. Uh, a chief of staff is joined at the hip to their boss. And so Merritt made a very good point yesterday. Do we really have plausible deniability, as they're saying, when, when in fact her caucus started asking questions about this immediately upon the proposal being released? So even if you didn't know when this was going on, the first thing you do is say, oh, people are asking questions. You turn to your chief of staff, who is at your side constantly, and you know what's going on. No one believes that if his chief of staff did all of this, the minister didn't know what was going on. Amanda? Yeah, I mean, like, Shelley makes an excellent point, which is, like, staff are working closely with their ministers. Um, I don't know who knew what when, and I think that's candidly where this probably is to me the most vulnerable. Um, what I will say, those folks were calling for the chief of staff to resign or step aside or whatever. I think that's absolute crap. Um, we are in a parliamentary system. Um, it's not up for staff to stand up before committees or to be held. I really believe this. Um, that's for ministers to do, right? So it's not this individual. It would be the minister who is the public figure in all of this. The other thing I just do feel it's important to make the point, we talk about the green belt like it is the Amazon rainforest. It is not. Um, is, yes, there are some nice forests and some creeks. There are also parking lots and like very unattractive, um, like barren fields and, you know, like whatever water residue. Like it's not, it is not the Amazon. Are so they I heritage think. Heritage um, parking lots though? Like are they special yeah, in they some might way? Be, you know, if it was Toronto, I'm sure we'd try and designate it a heritage parking lot. Um, so I just think we need to be, yes, there are certainly, we need to look into this stuff. But let's be clear here, we're not paving over the Amazon. Toronto is reminding dog owners to keep pets leashed. And Shelly Carroll, uh, there's been a spike in the number of incidents where dogs are attacking people. I don't know if you saw the video footage I saw yeah. yesterday, but it was appalling. And the worst thing in all of this is the worst dogs always have the worst owners. Yes. Well, and, and a lot of them have uh, uh, novice owners, and that's uh, the problem. If you look at the surge, it follows COVID. And uh, everyone and his dog, pardon the fun, <laughs> went out to buy a dog because they were staying at home. And they'd always wanted one and thought, how can I possibly have one? And so now you have people who are novices, hadn't really thought through, how do you manage a dog in your working life? And it, this surge is happening, I think, because people just don't know how to socialize their dogs now that we're back to busy life and lots of people in that park. Yeah, Robert Turner, I have to think you're like um, us. The, we never take the dog off the leash ever, ever outside. Well, no, I mean, I have a small dog, too. Yeah. Trixie is 11 pounds of fluff and noise. Um, but we were at a park and last night. Bait. Yeah, well, we were at a park <laughs> last night, and uh, it's always the same thing. It's the people with the dogs off the leash, and they, oh, well, it, they're friendly. Fantastic. Uh, that doesn't stop the fact they're barreling towards kids and other and other dogs. It, the, but, I mean, it comes down to enforcement, right? The dogs need to be on leashes, and I think there needs to be a bit of a crackdown on that. Okay. Amanda, um, I speak from experience because I have been mauled by a dog, and the owner insisted he was a very good dog even if I, even as I was cleaning the blood up. Yeah, I mean, put your dog on leash. Like, I, I have a 65-pound dog um, who is... 
like friendly, but you know, it's touch and go at times. And um, he doesn't go off leash. Uh, and I just think this is about people being responsible and respecting one another's space. Um, I will also say my opinion, I know you both have small dogs, but I actually find small dogs are the worst behaved because they can get way of all kinds of stuff because they're little that my big dog would not. So I always have that sort of like, like shady side eye at the little ones. Um, but, but I, I think, can yeah, pick like Trixie you, up and put her in a little carrier though. So like you, I can keep her contained that way. Yeah. But that's how she learned, doesn't learn how to behave properly. She doesn't get corrections from other dogs. But anyway, I will not go on. Um, but uh, I would just say, yeah, could you keep your dog on leash, be a proper citizen, and, you know, everyone will be much happier. Okay. Well, in our case, you know, nobody's ever going to get mauled to death by our dog. But, yes, he puts paw prints on everybody's pants. Well, the mail has been destroyed most days at your house. Uh, you know, I should record that. It's absolute <laughs> outrage, and I don't get it. And he ate my voting card. Um, <laughs> there's almost no time left on the clock, so I was uh, wanted to return to this business of appointments at City Hall. Are there, there any other ones that you can you can disclose, Shelley? Well, uh, I think most of them are, are in the star this morning. Um, uh, we, we will still have the same speaker. Yes. And, and I Does think anybody else want that job? Well, you know, it's, it's the kind of job that you could do, but it it, uh, it really does uh, get exhausting on that day. Frances is pr- fairly exhausted at the end of a two-day session, but she does have a passion for it, and she has evolved through it from 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 the, the, uh, the get-go to now. Um, she's pretty much a, a walking encyclopedia of how okay. to do that job. And uh, Jennifer McKelvey, does she stay on? Jennifer's going to stay on at uh, uh, Infrastructure and the Environment. There's a lot of big things coming up there big decisions to make right. in terms of where our garbage goes when we run out of landfill like deputy mayor all sorts of things she'll still be deputy mayor there will also be some ceremonial deputy mayors uh mayor tory chose not to do that in this term but that's being restored so there'll be some area deputy mayors um but because i'm moving to budget uh, new councillor alejandra bravo is moving to economic development and she's going to be very focused on the community development and social side of that and i'm going to continue to work some of the uh, economic and culture development files because that really does relate. The economy and whether or not we're able to balance our budget definitely relate. And so I'll continue on building a culture plan and an economic development plan for the next decade. Did uh, Josh Matlow get anything? I'm, I'm afraid not. <laughs> Always a bridesmaid. Good morning, Josh. Catch the round table. Round one at 745. Round two at 845. Weekday mornings on more in the morning. News Talk 1010 Toronto.